This episode presented by Carolina Sports Studio. Welcome to yet another iteration of Behind the Beard WNC. I can't believe it's gone this long. We've got so many iterations. It's great. So this is a podcast where four friends get together and banter about just about anything we want to banter about because the real intent of the podcast is our entertainment. And we hope you're entertained, but really, if you're not, there's other things you can go listen to. But anyway, a lot of times we just gather to talk, well, about anything, but mostly sports. We like to talk a lot about sports and predominantly this time of year it's been all high school football and it's been a great ride but as i've said before the gridiron is giving away to the hardwood and we've got an opportunity to start talking a little basketball down here at christ school we've got the opportunity to talk to coach coley and we're going to let mike anderson introduce him and bring him in mike coach welcome to the show yeah thank you we're, we're uh, excited to have you on we uh you're not you're not from this area are you I'm not. I'm not. I've relocated here. Um, well, we re- relocated here from Charlotte, North Carolina. We were in Charlotte for about 10 years. Uh, that was home for a little while, and, and now we have a new home, I think. It seems we play a lot of football games in Charlotte. It's, I can <laughs> see why you wanted to get out. The traffic down there is insane. It's a nightmare. I stayed about uh, eight miles from my school, and it took about 45 minutes to get there every day. Wow. Yeah. Wow. So at Christ School, you've had quite the run already. It only took you two years to win a state championship. Wow. Nice. Yeah, we, we were fortunate. Um, very, very fortunate. Obviously, the bones are here, right? The foundation's here. Uh, they won before. They've been very good before. Um, we were just fortunate enough to, to strike iron, I guess, get a little lightning touches. Um, and the boys, they, they worked hard. They earned it, so I'm proud of them. You um you did have a fantastic team. Don't say it's short. It's been twelve years since the last state championship, right? Yeah, that's right. That's right. And uh, what was your record? We were thirty-one and four last year. Thirty-one wow. and four. Thirty-one and four. Um, so tell us a little about where you where, where you coached before, where you came from, and how you ended up in L.A. as we like to call it, Lower Arden. Yeah, that's right. Um, I, I was in Charlotte. Obviously, I was at a public school. I did about two years at a public school. I had no idea what I was doing. Uh, it was my very first <laughs> high school job. I, I really didn't know. I was thankful to be there. The principal, uh, Conjure Ratley, she was amazing. Uh, she hired me as a basketball coach, and I thought I was going to you know, get, get a job. Like, oh, yeah, I'll go work and come coach in the afternoon. She was like, Josh, I, we, we kind of like our varsity basketball coaches to be on campus. And I'm like, okay, what am I going to do? <laughs> and uh, <laughs> she gave me a classroom with 35 kids, and I taught fashion merchandise. So that was my welcome to, <laughs> welcome to high school. And I did that for quite a while, and then I uh, went to private school. I went to Carmel Christian, which is who we played in the state championship, ironically enough. Um, spent some time there. I was an assistant athletic director. Um, and, and enjoyed it, and then had a chance to move up and be an athletic director at United Faith Christian Academy. So I did that for um, six years, six, seven years. My kids were going to school there. It was perfectly fine. We were making a 45-minute trek every morning, and they were in the back seat. 
And I uh, never planned to do anything different. And Eric Thorpe gave me a call one day. I was sitting at the house. It was during COVID. And um, I had never been home during Christmas. So my wife was like, you know, what are you doing? <laughs> and I, we normally have Christmas tournaments to play in. And right. our tournament got canceled that year. And Eric gave me a call. And we talked for a little bit. And, and then uh, after the season, we, um, we we went to the state championship that year. And right after the, the championship, uh, he called again. And we ended up going to lunch. And we're like, man, we need a basketball coach. And I was like, okay, I mean, it sounds good. I'd never – I hadn't been up – we came up here and played once. And it was during COVID. So we went through the back door <laughs> – played and left so i had never seen campus so he you know i was i was him and the hon and you know my wife was like why don't we just go look at it go see it i'm like all right eric eric brings us up and we go on a tour and you know you roll through the gate and i'm like whoa yeah what's going on (laughs) so we start walking through and and i'm sitting back and my wife's like um did you know about this? This is the entrance, right? So. <laughs> yeah. yeah, we're walking through and we get through the turf and I'm um, you know, I'm 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 mesmerized. I'm like, man, this is high school. This is what they got. And uh she kind of pulled me to the back in the middle of the tour and was like, How do we say no to this? And I was like, I have no idea. So long story short, I ended up here that fall and uh that was year one that started the process. It certainly is a beautiful campus. There's nothing like it that I've seen. Yeah, it's unbelievable. Uh, it's an unbelievable space. And, I mean, we only use probably a quarter of it. We got 400 acres, right? So, like, we're only using a quarter. I'm sure the boys on campus, they know where everything is and <laughs> all the nooks and crannies. But we're only using a little bit, and we have so much more to go. We got a farm down there with some cows. And the other day they were on the lower football field. So, they uh, you get to experience a little bit of everything. Even a little golf hole down there. That's right. That's right. Got a little putt-putt. Want to go down there and, and hit some golf balls? You can do it. That's interesting. I grew up here, lived probably ten minutes away. My for the majority of my life, and I had no idea it was four hundred acres. Four hundred. Yeah. That's yeah. four hundred. Wow. It's uh, it's nice. Coach, a very very tough important question for you. Yeah. We ask of everybody. What was the defining music album <laughs> of your high school experience? Oh, let me think. Defining music album. Oh, <laughs> I would say, you know, I grew up in the time of, uh, y'all remember Napa or Napster, I think it was called? Oh, yeah. yeah. Where you could illegally down. Yep. <laughs> well, you're was, not admitting that. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. LimeWire. No. They'll probably come find me. LimeWire and all that. Oh. I was downloading stuff. We shutting up. My cousin was, not me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, I don't know. I don't know. I listened to a little bit of everything, man. I was... All over the place. I What's was, your music of choice right now? Right now, I'm probably uh, like an old school, old school funk type of guy. Like, okay. you know, like a James Brown type, you know, uh, or like a little R&B. Not really a hip-hop guy anymore. I like that. I got to slow it down a little bit. <laughs> it, it makes more sense in my mind. It takes a little time <laughs> off, you know. <laughs> <laughs> oh. So um, tell us a little bit about your coaching staff. Who you got helping you? Yeah, so we have a uh, really good staff. So we got Robert Hutchison. Robert Hutchison's from here. Uh, Hutch is from here. He knows everybody, seemingly. We go anywhere, they know him. Uh, but he was here when I arrived. So he was here. He had a son here, played golf. He's playing golf now in college. He's doing really well. Um, but in, Coach Hutch is, is kind of our oldest statesman, right? Like, he's phenomenal. He's great. He used to be an assistant at UNC Asheville for a while. He played at Western Carolina. Um, 
but he's he's been phenomenal. He's kind of been able to bridge the old with the new. Um, he's been good. We have uh, Clenzo Ross. Clenzo is a former assistant. He's young, which helps because he can get out there on the floor with the boys. He likes that. <laughs> that helps me. Um, maybe he was an assistant at Carson Newman for a while. Uh, moved here, worked at Mars Hill, and then transitioned over here as our assistant. Uh, got a job with an alum here on campus working uh, electronic office doing IT, and he's working with us in coaching, so he's great. Uh, we have Aaron Jones, who's in here. When y'all came in, AJ, we call him Coach AJ. AJ's new this year. He's from uh, – he had been at East Tennessee State University as a director of basketball operations for about four years and um, transitioned to high school. His brother's a high school coach at King's Academy out in Tennessee. And, um, like, he's he wants to be a high school coach. And I was like, yeah, come on. Welcome. Um, and then we have we have Erasto Hatchett, who's a former head coach, and he now works on campus, and he helps when he can. So, like, he's pulled in many different directions, but he's here. So what does your schedule look like this year, Coach? Yeah, it's brutal. Um, after the first day of practice, it's probably a little bit too much. Now that I sit back <laughs> and think about it. But it's uh, – we um, it, it we open up with Gas and Christian here, and then we play Legacy out of Greenville here. Those would be two really good games. They'll have really good teams. Uh, we'll play in a Thanksgiving event down in Charlotte. Uh, right before Thanksgiving, we'll play in Myers Park at Charlotte um, against two really good teams. And then we'll go to the John Wall after Christmas. Uh, used to be the Glaxo Invitational down in Raleigh. Uh, we'll play in the Lemon Street Classic in Atlanta. And then we got conference play, which will be a bear for us. Um, seems like every game is a rivalry, so that'll be good. So I noticed you didn't mention any local teams. Yeah, yeah, that's conference play for us. That's uh, That hits in January, man. We got Asheville Christian, Asheville School, Raven Gap. Um, Carolina Day. We don't have much luck with public schools. Uh, we've tried. Our younger our younger ages, JV, uh, ninth grade, they'll play Asheville High. They'll play Reynolds. We almost had a scrimmage against Reynolds this year. Uh, <laughs> that didn't happen. That didn't happen. Uh, but, no, it's – I mean, it's the nature of the beast, I guess. We reach out every year, and some years we get to play, and some years we don't. As an athletic director, do you find it hard to schedule – uh, with the local teams, I know, yeah. I know soccer and those guys. You know some of the smaller sports. They do. They play the local public schools, but football, basketball, yeah, baseball, no, baseball. baseball, yeah, yeah. baseball. Uh, it's hard. It is difficult. It's you know it helps whenever you have guys who have relationships with with the coaches at the school. So God does a really good job. Soccer, he's known everyone in the area, and he has these relationships. So they 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 will play. Uh, me being new, I don't know anybody, um, <laughs> which doesn't help. I kind of I saw somebody in the grocery store the other day, and uh, I think they were a coach somewhere. They came up and introduced themselves, and I was like, "Hey, how you doing?" I have no idea where he coaches it. So if he's listening to this, like, I'm sorry if you saw me in the grocery store. I was not being mean. I just have no idea. I mean, well, um, one of us in here. I mean, and they were talking about this coming in to this interview. They're looking currently for baseball games. Uh-huh. We've got them on the schedule. Oh, you're already there. You already on the schedule. We'll be here uh, for the spring break tournament. I think is there a um, a Durham Christian maybe? There, um, Christ School will be hosting some baseball yep. teams here, and so we're going to come over. Um, Inca Baseball, who's not a baseball powerhouse uh, in West North Carolina, um, has a tough time filling a full schedule because we are consistently above 500 or make the playoffs, and so there's. 
That'll um, do it. <laughs> so, so we really, so we had to, um, we reached out to Coach King. We, I played for Wes in high school, so yeah. we had to reach out, and we actually will be coming over here because I put my money where we get. We, Coach Griffin, Todd, put his money where his mouth is, and yeah. so we will be playing some private schools too. We just feel like we owe it to our kids to put a full schedule together, even though um, we've played Christ School this fall, and Christ School's got a good baseball team. Yeah, it'll be done. It'll be good. Wes has done a great job with the baseball team. Um, just working every day, like just. They were when we walked in. They were yeah. they were in there putting some work. They're in. working, baby. Oh yeah. He's uh he's dedicated, which is which is what you need when you have coaches. You take guys that never swung a bat and they come out and you know <laughs> hit a triple. Like he he's good, and he'll take whoever walks through the door, which is good. Mm-hmm. So a lot of travel on that schedule. Yeah. Uh, Probably a little bit too much. <laughs> a little bit too much. <laughs> Uh, we are not the friends of our dean of academics. I love, <laughs> I love her to death. But uh, we are getting out of school early a lot. I have a meeting on Wednesday about that. Believe it or not, uh, a little late now. Yeah, a little late. Going into the winter season, I guess we can fix it for winter and spring. But it's just the nature of our our battle. I guess the nature of the beast as it relates to us. We have to leave. I mean, if we're playing a team in Winston, two hours away, we're leaving at two to get there, to give ourselves a chance to play. Um, if they're playing at 4 o'clock, I mean, they're leaving at 1. In some cases, 12, 30, 1 o'clock to make sure that we're there. If we're going to Charlotte, we're leaving around 2 primarily. Um, even if we got to go to Raven Gap, like, we're leaving. So it's, uh, it's, it's not easy. It's not easy. It's certainly tough when even your conference games are a couple hours away. I know. <laughs> I know. I know. It feels weird to play Carolina Day. We go over there and play at six o'clock. The game's over at seven thirty, and back home at like eight fifteen. Oh, like yeah. you know, my wife, like, don't you have a game today? Like yeah, we play Carolina Day right up the street. Right. I love that. Um, so why the, is it um, in in football the smaller schools have a second division, but in basketball they all play together? Why is that? So in basketball we have classifications. So we have like four A. So it goes one A, two A, three A, four A, just like public school. Right. Um, even in our conference though, we have three different classifications. So Ray McGapp and uh, Christ School are both 4A. Um, Asheville School and Asheville Christian are 3A and Caroline Days 2A. Uh, so we, we have, out of those schools, we have different, different classifications once it breaks down and goes to, like, the state playoffs. So all of the 4A schools are your bigger schools. So they are in Charlotte. That's your Providence Day, Charlotte Christian, all, prop, uh, Charlotte Country Day, all the ones that you would know. Um, and then the smaller schools, they're around. They're spread out as well. So when you break off from the conference play and go into the state tournament, you're primarily playing against your your same size schools. Um, we're a little different. We're the smallest of the four A's because we're single gender, right? right? So we're 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 boys. We're all three hundred, or we only have three hundred kids. Four A usually doesn't start until over four hundred kids in the high school, but they double our number because we have all boys. So we have like we'll play Providence Day. They got a thousand kids in the upper school. Wow, we got we got three hundred. <laughs> so for us to compete is good. For us to win is tremendous, um, especially in your bigger sports, cross country, track, stuff like that. So tell us a little about last year's team. I know you had a bunch of guys that yes. uh, went on to play at the next level. They did. They uh-huh. did. Uh, last year's team was good. It was it was a joy because you watched them. Like we all kind of came in together. And I met them at the same time they met me. <laughs> and, you know, I remember being on the phone with some of them after I got the job. Like, 
you know, hey, I'm Coach Coley. Like, what's your name? Hey, some of them were talking, some of them wouldn't. <laughs> like, you know, they were in high, you know, we had some moms in the back. Hey, talk to him. He asked you for your name. You know, the kid. <laughs> so it was, <laughs> it was interesting. But they came in that first year and they just bought in. They just trusted it. We worked. We, you know, I love being up here because you don't have like a bunch of schools. So you can kind of just kill distractions. You don't have like, well, what are they doing right up the street at, at, Charlie Christian, what are they doing down the street at Cannon? We don't have that. So, like, you can just sit in and just work. And that's what we did. And um, we had a significant injury my first year. First play, second play of the first game of the year, our senior point guard tore his ACL. A wide open layup. Went up, looked like he buckled his ankle. Came down. We were like, okay, you're fine. He was going to play in college. You're fine. Took him out. Trainer said he was good. We put him back in. He couldn't put any pressure on it. Came out. Trainer came over and said, hey, I think he's torn everything in it. So we had to go to JV and get a ninth grader. <laughs> we had to go to JV and get a ninth grader and say, hey, man, come on. Like, I know. you Just come on. Just do the do the job. <laughs> and he was great. And we, we ended up going, uh, I think we went 16-11. Uh, lost in the quarterfinals to Carmel. We went down to Carmel and lost. That whole group came back the next year, which was good. Uh, they came back. They knew what they, you know, they knew where they were doing. Essentially, we knew each other at that point, thankfully. Um, and we had maybe two guys came in, two or three guys came in, and they were good. I mean, they they just fit what we did. We were able to have a bigger team, and they just started working from the time we showed up. We started working. We played in a fall league game. We didn't win a game last year. Last year in the fall league game, we were old for however many we played. I was like, well, this is gonna be it's gonna be interesting how it goes. And it paid off. So we went to the season. They just kept working every day and they ended up getting well. We had a wing go to Longwood University. He's playing there. And our big went to University of Virginia. Um, and when he came in, like he couldn't he couldn't catch. Like we would put him on the wall at the end of practice and throw tennis balls at him. Um, sometimes he'd catch him, sometimes it beat him in the head. But he was I mean at the end, he was catching stuff. He was finishing, doing his best. He's at Virginia now. And uh, we got that last. So all of those guys, we only had four seniors last year. Um, we have nine of them this year. So they all came back again. And uh, that's what we were talking about before y'all walked in. Like right now, I think they're they're old, right? So like they're ready to get to games. They're probably sick of me <laughs> talking to them. We played in the fall league this year. We didn't lose a game. So I don't – it could be very opposite. We don't know what's going to happen. Yeah. <laughs> we have no idea. Um, but it was a good journey last year to be a good one this year. So you got some uh, – obviously a core group of players coming back. Do you have any, like, um, what does it look like as far as key players? You know, you're probably going to have multiple of those go play college basketball. Who would you Who would you tell if you were seeing someone at the grocery store, hey, keep an eye on this person? At yeah. all games. I mean, you probably um, got a plethora of them, but what you know, give us a, give us a few names that we can follow. For yeah, sure. I think we got a guy. He's from here. His name's Layton Layton Thomas Johnson. He's from Asheville. He went to Asheville High. Um, he ended up coming over here a couple years ago. This is his second year. This will be his second year playing high school basketball healthy. Uh, so he'd been hurt, hurt. He pieced together some years. Last year broke his his broke his wrist mid season. Had a cast on to the end of well, I guess end of January. Cut it off. Came back and played in the state championship, had surgery, was out till September. So hopefully we got toes, fingers, everything crossed that he's healthy all year. But he will be really good for us. 
Um, he would be really, really good. He's just scratching the surface on how good he can be. About 6'4", left-handed, can shoot it. Uh, he'll be talented. He works hard. Um, and then, obviously, we got, you know, the big fella from RS Central, Michael Wilkins. He is uber-talented. Uh, uber-talented, but an unbelievable kid. Unbelievable kid. Like, just a gentle giant. He's great. So you got nine seniors, is that correct? Nine of them, that's right. So how many of those nine are like D1 prospects? Yeah, Ooh. so uh, Keenan Wilkins, he'll go. He's got Division One offers right now. He's our point guard. Our wing, Jamari Briggs, is on a visit right now. To He wasn't here today. Probably probably thankful he wasn't here. Uh, he's at USC Upstate, so he'll, he'll probably go Division One. Our other wing had committed to Wake Forest, and he decommitted. Um, I'm assuming he'll find a home somewhere at Division One level. So that'll be three. Um, the other ones will play in college if they want. So like Layton will play. He'll play at um, a high, probably a high academic situation. He's a very very good student. So he'll either go to a high academic Division One school or he'll find his way at like a high academic Division Three school. But either way, he he will be a rock star. Um, and then the other ones, they'll if they decide to play, like our three football players, they'll probably play football in college. Um, and then we'll have a set four, seven. We have one young man, he won't play. He doesn't want to play. And then we have another that will – he's in the running to be a Moorhead scholar North Carolina. So if he gets that, I'm sure he'll go. So you got he seven better. of the nine probably going probably. to the next level. How, so how do you handle recruiting? <laughs> That's great. That's great. College recruiting. Yeah. Yeah. It's. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I, mean, I mean, not not when you, we see you at our high school games. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I'll, now I don't even know where the high schools are here. That's why I wanted to make sure. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, that That's awesome. hilarious. I. Uh, it's hard, man. It's hard. Um, it's hard because you know, like the guys come in. I don't think we had. We had thirty-two practices in the preseason we may have had two without college coaches in. And, I mean, it's difficult because, you know, for, fortunate enough at, like, my last schools, we were fortunate enough to have guys that went to college and played. So, like, from our standpoint, coaching, we just keep going business as usual. With their standpoint, they get used to kind of doing it, but at the beginning, you know, kind of shell shock. You get, um, you know, Tony Bennett shows up from University of Virginia, and everybody's kind of like, okay, this is Coach Bennett. Like, you know, you can see the guys – Living up, NC State shows up. They're looking, but after time, they get it and they get used to it. I think we do a lot of meetings, so like a lot of one on ones with the guys, and talk about like what are they looking for? Because everything isn't good for everybody. So what are you looking for? What do you want to do? Do you even want to go play? Like they may want you to come play, but do you want to go play? Um, we try not to force their hand to go play, and we just try to put them in good situations. Um, fortunate enough, we got really good kids, so and they're all mature. Uh, which allows them to, you know, they can communicate what they like and what they don't like right up, right on front. And you got to kind of compartmentalize each person, right? Like, uh, okay, so these are the schools that are recruiting Keenan, our point guard. These are the schools that are recruiting Bryson. And you never kind of muddy the group. You want to give each one and let each one get their own kind of relationship with their coaching staff. So it's, um, it's, it's a doozy. No, that's – I mean, that's – it's something that we uh, – we recruiting and, and this and that, I, you know, I'll speak that Christ school basketball. I mean, 
with your resume, I mean, it's got about everything covered. And we we're talking about it. we were laughing when we first. You're the only coach that we've definitely interviewed. I don't. There might be other coaches around, but the NBA. And do you have your law degree? Is I that, do. Is that is that correct on I there? I do. Okay. I do. I do. I so do. Um, we're we've not had much experience interviewing coaches <laughs> with their law degree. We'll just be upfront and honest with you there. But what they're experience? They're a lot smarter than me. Those guys, <laughs> those guys that have their law degree are doing lawyer things. About doing much, yeah. We're we're laughing about how does it someone with with this resume end up in Arden? But yeah. what you know what experience do you think? Was it playing? Was it coaching? Um, at all the different levels you've been at, was it the different educations you've had? What experience set you apart for you to lead these guys the best? Yeah, I think um, playing was good. I played for, obviously, fortunate enough to play in college, but I played for a really, really good high school basketball coach. Like, he was really good. And he was very much like your old school coach, like, doesn't really care, you know, talk to you however, doesn't really matter. Like, I needed that. At the time, I needed that. Now, he would probably go to jail right now but he, but we needed that as a group right and like he made us believe we were way better than what we ever were we didn't know anything about basketball when I showed up in college I knew nothing about basketball but I knew how to play hard that's what he taught right um so I was fortunate enough to do that um uh, I mean he was he was a scary guy and um but he he led me to that point college was was great like it was part of the journey I'm thankful for it I got a chance to do like some pro stuff like in the NBA and with like you know the the Pacers their kind of G League team and and them in general and that was eye-opening for me I think that was kind of my I've never done college Um, I don't know what that's like outside of just helping our guys go to college but when I did the whole NBA thing that was great like I loved that we got married my wife got a job in Charlotte and was like (laughs) She was going to Charlotte, so I had to figure it out. Like, I, I got to Charlotte. <laughs> and uh, that's how I ended up in high school. So when I walked into high school, it was very much all I knew was, like, NBA stuff. So I'm I'm walking in like, all right, let's do this. Let's do that. And they're looking at me, and, and I'm looking at the stuff they're doing. And I'm like, hey, this isn't it. <laughs> so I had to go to the drawing board and figure it out, like, how to be a high school coach. And, um, I'm, like, I didn't know anything about – being a high school, what it meant, nothing. Like I told you, I was I was getting ready to go get a job. Like I was yeah. gonna do something. And uh my first year I had to do everything. I had one assistant coach and he drove trucks. He drove he was a truck driver. So like I I was like, all right, great. You wanna be the assistant coach? Perfect. I didn't know that he wasn't gonna be there. <laughs> I mean, you know what I mean? I didn't yeah. know this. I, didn't, I had no idea. So I ended up doing this is this is like it's crazy. I I ended up doing, and I kept thinking, like, how hard can it be? Like, you know, I was just dealing with guys, making me knowledge. You got to wrangle them in, bring them to practice, like, yeah. you know, work them out. They want to be here. How hard can it be? I, was, I had no idea what I was walking. So I ended up having to do everything. For two years, I did everything from washing uniforms, doing the book, doing the score. Like, I had to do everything. Find kids in, the, in my classes. Hey, you want to come and record the game today? figure out how to get the film from there to here to this and try to get kids in college and all this. And that helped me more than anything. Like, it helped me. I had to figure out how – we walked in. We had no basketballs. We had about six six jerseys and about three shorts. Um, we had to figure out how to fundraise and get money. We had to, our athletic director at the time, I was like, okay, like, we need to buy jerseys. He's like, okay. 
Like, how you going to buy them? I said, well, I came to you. I thought that's what I was going to do. Had to do pancake sales, like everything. Okay. So at the time, it was a lot. Uh, my wife was with me every step of the way. She was at the Applebee's flipping pancakes with me, like selling them. But I think it prepared me for when you come, when you get to places that have more resources, right? So, like, when you get to those places, like, I know what to do. I've done it. So I did it for two years. I've watched the uniform. I've taken five kids home every night from practice. Um, I've done all of that. Um, and that's what it takes, essentially. So when you're fortunate enough, when I'm fortunate enough to get to places like this, this is, uh, this is amazing. When you have, you know, resources and, and just, like, people – um, I also understand the value of just having bodies, like people around. There's always a job, right? There's always something you can do. Um, and I was telling someone this today, like I never say no to anybody who wants to get into coaching. So if this is what you want to do, like I don't I don't care who you are. Like, yeah, come on. Now, there's going to be some stuff, right? Like you got to be on time. You got to <laughs> be able to do this and that. Yeah. But like, come on, because nobody did that for me. I just kind of got walked in and was like, here you go, here – 90 kids at tryouts, I didn't even know how to cut. So I'm like, what am I supposed to do? Like, talk to everybody? Like, hey, man, come over here. Let me talk to you. <laughs> you cut. Like, you know, or like <laughs> yeah. you make the team. Am I supposed to put a list out? Like, what am I supposed to do? <laughs> so I I learned by trial and error. And, um, yeah, it, it helped. It helped tremendously. So, That's and, awesome. and I, I tell you this, like, at every place I was like, oh, I'm done. Like, I, I'll get out. I had friends. They were like you know, at law firms and doing different things. I was like, oh, I'll get out. I'll go, I'll go help them. I'll go do this. And uh, when it got time to go, I got cold feet. <laughs> and I just stayed. Got another call. Somebody else called, and I ended up there. I just kept saying yes. Like, kept saying yes, and now I'm in Arden, right? So I don't know <laughs> where you go from here. <laughs> Maybe Tennessee or somewhere. I, don't, I keep coming out <laughs> west, further west. So uh, it's uh, – but, no, it's it's great. And, and wherever I've been at, it's kind of always been – like I've always been two feet in, right? So never looking like anywhere else because I, you know, I never really planned to to go anywhere. So it's just been like just do the very best job you can do with what you got. And I've been fortunate enough that people have called and yeah. kind of been able to evaluate the situation. And it's been good. Obviously, learning opportunities that you had there clearly they were barriers as well for you. Yeah, and it's a different animal here. I'm curious. What is what do the barriers look like now? Or are there pseudo opportunities? <laughs> yeah. You know, maybe what's the community involvement like? Because you were talking about that story with the pancake flipping and the community yeah, involvement. Yeah. T- talk about that now that you're here. It's uh, a completely different world, right? So like it's it's the the resources are unbelievable. The support is unbelievable. I would tell anybody like when we you know kids show up, it's like you can be as good of a basketball player as you want to be, or you can be as bad of one as you want to be. You have unlimited access to what you want. Um, I would say some of the stuff is like, you know, when I first got here, it was amazing the the amount of time that you have with the boys. Like, so we have a lot of time and then we don't have a lot of time at the same time, if that makes sense. So when I was at day school, um, at just a normal private school or even public school, we would go all summer. So we would go like all June. We would practice two hours a day, like in June, going, going, going. That was a time when we could really like build guys' bodies. We could change your game if you need it you know, small fundamentals. We could just be in there, like, working on jab steps, like little things. Here, they go home in May, and you don't see them again until mid-August, right? So you don't really think about that until you get in and you're used to a rhythm, 10 years doing the same thing, and then it's like, whoa, I can go home. So what am I going to do in the summer? Like, 
I'm going to do nothing. Like, you know, I'm going <laughs> to chase my little kids around. I'm not going to, I don't have to worry about it. So that was, that was new. Uh, that was, I thought, was a barrier, but it turned into an opportunity because it creates balance. It's almost built-in balance. Um, however, in the preseason, we don't have girl sports, so we don't have volleyball. So at any other day school, we would only have maybe 15 days together as a team because we had to share it with the volleyball team, right, unless we wanted to go late. And I, didn't, I never wanted to keep them out. Here, we can go 30 days because we can go every day if we wanted that during, you know, the live session when it's not dead, obviously. Um, so those things turn into opportunities. So the things that, like, there, there are a couple ways that you can look at it. Like, they can be barriers, of course, and they can hinder you, or you can turn them into, like, opportunity. When we got you, we'll, we'll work as much as we can. Um, I think one of the things that's easy to do here is to do a lot with the boys because you have them. So, like, if you wanted to, we don't, but if you wanted to, you could you could work out at 7 in the morning and, like, they're just getting up and walking across here. They could go to class, you know, 8.30. You could work from 6.30 to 8 or 6.30 to 7.45. Then they could go to class and you could bring them back at, you know, 3 o'clock or 3.30, 3, 4 o'clock if you wanted to. And you can go from 4 to 5.30 and they could go eat. You can bring them back at seven if you wanted to. Like you know, you can you can do as much as you want uh, because they're here, right? And and you have to got to remember they're in high school, um, and you got to remember that like you know you still want to make it through the year, right? Like you don't want to burn them out, so that's easy to do. It's easy to do. So tell us tell us why young men want to come play basketball here at Christ School. You, yeah. you seem to get a lot of top talent here, and um, <laughs> what what draws them to Christ School? Is it yeah. is it the opportunities, other kids going to college, or, or what is it you think brings them here? I think so. I think um, we're a unique place, right? Like, there's as many kids we get. We have that many that come here and say, "Oh, I don't want to go. There ain't no girls," <laughs> and they <laughs> they leave. They they don't even show up. Like you know, you can tell. We'll be sitting here. I'll sit there. Their parents will be here. The kid will be here, and he'll be looking. Like, how you feel? Ain't no girls. Hey, yeah. yeah. <laughs> For sure. There's nothing I can do about that. Like, right, there's nothing I can do. I mean, you come to a football game Friday night, you'll see something. I, I can't help you on that one, buddy. So, like, uh, we don't, but, like, I do think the history, the tradition, uh, what's been built, and, and, you know, we've been fortunate enough to continue it, that goes a long way. Um, and I think it's beautiful. So, like, if, if families come on campus, yeah, they usually have the same effect that, like we had when we showed up, like wow, this is uh, this is possible for high school. And, uh, I, I know when we came for our visit for my son, I mean we were blown away. Yeah, I mean you leave like my son's like this. This is where I want to be right here. Right, no doubt. Right. You know we visited the student center before we came on air. You know it's a lot like Pat's basement. <laughs> uh, with the two huge TVs and the video games. He did say, and this is a 100% fact, he said, I said, how big is that TV? Lewis goes, 85. And Pat goes, oh, that's the one I've got to put up in my house. Yeah. That's the size. So. <laughs> it looked like something in the Biltmore Grand Theaters. Yeah, it's a fantastic facilities. Yeah. So when we come to, uh, all of us came to the Christ School versus Asheville School football game. Yeah. You've already touched on one of the signs we've seen. It said at least we had girls. <laughs> but the other sign says, what is a greenie? Yeah. yeah that's so what, right. what's your answer to that, Coach? What is a greenie? Um, so it, it, there is a statement outside, inside the gym door. If you look up and read it, 
It's a fine young man. That's what it starts with. And uh, I don't know a verbatim. I probably should. Uh, but it's a description of what our boys are when they show up to where they are when they graduate, which is essentially like a professional, right? So, like, we, we the other thing that happens when they come here, like, you got to wear a shirt and tie. You got to wear a suit on Wednesdays. Um, you know, like, that's – some kids like it, some kids don't. Uh, but by the time you – you know, we don't graduate in cap and gowns. We graduate in green jackets, green blazers, right? So um, that that means a lot. It means a lot. When they leave here, they know how to tie a tie. When they leave here, they know how to dress for certain occasions. They know how to talk to girls, believe it or not. Like the boys, you know, they they know how to respect women. Like they, they get it. There's also a rumor, I mean, going around the, the, the county – yeah, I mean, you guys ship girls in for dances. Is that true? <laughs> That's a great way to put it. Um, <laughs> so, so <laughs> we do we do have a sister school. It is in Raleigh. It's St. Mary's. So if we have dances or casino night or things like that, they come down and support. Uh, it's it's a great event. It's a great and then. Do you I guys mean, go down there as well? We do. Okay. So we'll, and they come down for our prom and dances and stuff like that. And then uh, we go down there for theirs. That was great. Uh, <laughs> that's all. I mean, but like Friday I said, night, I did not know that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, <laughs> that's great. Is, that's great. <laughs> uh, football games Friday night, though, it's the who's who in Nashville. They come over here and see the boys. Oh, definitely. Yeah. I've seen students from all over yeah. at the, in, the, in the stands. Yeah, for yeah. Sure. We won't charge. We won't charge anything. It's, uh, it's a grand occasion. Yep. Got to do sweeps, sweeps through the dorms and stuff like that. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's, uh, it's a grand occasion, you know? Yeah, I like to remind these guys that pay $10 a game to get in that we're not paying anything to get That's in. That's right. That's right. You come over here whenever you want. Just Tailgating in the parking lot. And do what you need to do. So back to basketball. Uh, <laughs> Wait, what? Yeah, that's what we're here to talk <laughs> oh, okay, about. Okay, go ahead. I mean, obviously, I mean, uh, Asheville School is your big rival. Yep. Last year you were one and one against them. Yeah. What do you guys think you're going to do this year against them? Um, how do I say this? I hope we're better than last year against them. So you're going to dominate them? Ah, <laughs> I don't know. They're going to be good. They're going to be good, and even if they're not, they'll they'll get up to play in that game. If we're not, we'll get up to play in that game. It means a lot. Yeah, so it means a lot. The games are. I mean, they were big on us last year, and we came back and beat them. Like it was. The games mean a lot. They're high emotion. A lot of energy, a lot of fight, a lot of toughness, and the boys they they uh, they they lean on it a little bit, you know. They le- I didn't know what it was, so when I walked in, oh the Asheville school game, oh the Asheville school game, I saw it in football. I'm like wow, like, you know, for my first year, the football game was over there, and it was snowing. I was, I mean, I was all out of sorts, you know. <laughs> it didn't snow down in Charlotte, so I'm, I'm like, I didn't have a jacket big enough, so I'm like, I'm running around scrambling. My second year was here. Last year was here. And you see it. My first year, though, when you go into the basketball game, I'm like, oh, it's going to be like any other game. Like, you know, my last school, we sold out probably every every home game that we had. So I'm like, oh, it's going to be, you know, it'll be ruckus. It'll be good, though. Man, it, it was that plus some. And uh, at the game, I remember looking around like, man, this thing matters. You see, like, kids flying out the bleachers. Dude's throwing sharpies on the floor. I'm like, ah, oh, yeah, this is it. And they're playing with passion. So it is it's great. I don't know what it looks like, obviously, from the outside looking in, but it's great to be a part of and, and very thankful to have a chance to be a part of it. So those big-time rivalry games and stuff, I mean, how's the student section look? When we were at the football game, the student section, I mean, they were 
A plus as far as any other county. The student section was on top. It has a look at a basketball game. Even better. It is. Uh, they're right behind the bench. It's a gym, so it's in the football field. It's some space, so you can, you know, yeah. that in the gym it projects and it's loud, um, and everybody feeds into it, right? Like I looked up one time, my kids were standing in the middle of the student section. My, I got identical twin boys; they're eight, so like they're in the middle of the student section. I have no <laughs> idea. I'm sure they grew up that day. I'm sure your wife didn't like that. I, so <laughs> she was looking around. I'm like, they're over there. I'm sure, they grew up, and and this year. That we played a football game, a home football game. I forgot we were playing. Maybe Providence Day. Anyway, they're gone. Like we're the boys. I, one of our players sent me a picture. They're in the front row of the student section, going crazy. So I, they probably became little men that day. Uh, their mama was like, "You gonna go get them? It's like, mm, let, them <laughs> let them stay. That'll be okay." So uh, it is. It's great. It's. Uh, they really take to like the Cameron Indoor Stadium vibe. They got chant cards. They know when, to, and then you know, I think it helps that you they know the game, so they know like when to do what, right? And they keep going, and they will ride you. They will ride you. And the themes. I mean, they have these different themes. Yeah, they come dressed as all sorts of stuff. Oh my God, toga night! They'll come in in a toga. Green hey, out. Would you consider coming to toga night wearing a toga? No. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, go ahead, go ahead. <laughs> they got Toga Night. They got Green House. They got Black House. They got White House. They got uh, Corporate American Night where everybody comes in blazers and suits. <laughs> uh, man, they got Jersey Night. Everybody's in the jersey. It's, uh, it's wild. It's wild. You never know what you're going to get till they show up. I got one more high school basketball question for me. Um, there was a tweet that went viral, and there was a uh, – Clay Travis has offered a million dollars to the WNBA champions. <laughs> did you see that? I did see that. I would like to ask you, uh, you don't have to answer it, but would the a high school basketball team of your choice, the number one high school basketball team in the country, boys, would they beat the WNBA? Absolutely not. No? Absolutely okay. not. All Absolutely right. not. All right. I, I don't think so. I, um, I have a lot of respect for the girls' game. They are very, very good. Okay. I think the things that I think the things the guys take for granted, the girls are very good at. Um, <laughs> they will probably back cut us to death. Yeah. And like we're we're <laughs> looking for passing lanes. They just their IQ. They play a bunch, you know, neck up basketball, and uh, and obviously like they're very skilled. And I think we would uh, we'd be very surprised what they would be able okay. to do. It's int- okay. Yeah. That's good. I I disagreed at first, but you know more about basketball um, yeah. than I do, so I, I might sway. I think mine. it would be. It, it would be. I don't know. If, it wouldn't be a blowout running clock. Oh, I, for the girls blowing out the boys. <laughs> no, I, I was, <laughs> I, me and my friends were all thinking the boys would oh, blow the girls out the gym. Listen, we have a player, two players. They're brothers on our team. Their mom is the director of basketball operations at the University of South Carolina for Don Staley. Oh yeah. And they live here. I don't know if a high school basketball team can beat South Carolina, let alone the MB- the WNBA team. You heard it here first. I don't that know. Awesome. I don't. Our guy, our kid. He's. I mean, I hope he can't mind that I say this. He can't bring the ball up if he's playing pickup at the University of South Carolina with the girls. Really? And he's been recruited to play in college basketball, yeah. like for boys basketball. Wow. So I don't know if I would first start with the University of South Carolina. And okay. Then go from there. Wow. I will say I went to my first uh, 
the family um, in-laws, humongous Tennessee Lady Vols fans. So we yeah. went and watched them play. They played Stanford. It was like a top five, top top seven matchup last year. And we had really good seats. And I can tell you, I did not know how the length some of those girls had. Yeah. I mean, and they and they moved much better than than I moved. That's so right. um, I know that I would not I would not be able to. But that's interesting coming from someone that's obviously seen high level basketball. Yeah. They'll they'll be they are really good, and they do a really good job. Well, Coach, we really appreciate you coming on and talking to us. Yeah, thank you. Anything y'all. else uh, we didn't cover you want to talk about? No, man, I, I think it's going to be a good year. I hope it's a good year. Um, I'm welcome to come out at any time and have anyone come out and uh, support support the team. Again, we're free admission, and, and you're more than welcome to come by. I enjoy the, the live stream version as well. Uh, I end up watching. Yeah. I like to watch it, see if my son's getting in trouble, but I like to watch the game as well. <laughs> Uh, we appreciate you letting Pat land his helicopter on the practice Agony. football field. Agony, I have no helicopter. <laughs> I don't want to hear anything more out of you on that, Mr. Anderson. <laughs> so, Coach, one fun question for you. Yeah. We, we addressed this on an earlier podcast, but Halloween is coming up. There you go. What are you planning on dressing as or your children dressing as? What's the story there? Yeah, so uh, my boys are Patrick and SpongeBob. That's what they are. Nice. Big inflatable costumes. And they are Patrick and SpongeBob. And we did like some trunk or treat stuff last night, yesterday, in preparation to see how it was going to go. And uh, I don't know the vision is is very high on the on the the level of ability in those suits. (laughs) Go figure it out. (laughs) I got one that's about seventy five percent. I got another one that's about fifty percent. He. He was he was just out there walking. So uh, <laughs> I, I think I, I don't need to dress up this year. I need to be doing a lot of monitoring is what we've learned, uh, you know, yeah. to make sure they're good. But. Awesome. Well, awesome. Well, Coach, thank you for your time. we got to thank the Bandettes, and we got to thank Carolina Sports Studios for jumping in with us on the podcast. And until next week, I think we return back to football. And for Mike Anderson, Lewis Anderson, Carson Jones, and Coach Coley, I'm Pat Pohl. Tune in next time. Beard. There's nothing